we have discussed the yama and niyama means the do's do's and the don'ts of yoga system which are very very important before even begin to enter into some physical activity and mental activities then there are physical and mental activities asan and pranayam pratyahar dhyan dharana and finally a yogi is expected to reach samadhi and along with following the yoga practice the demands of the body have to be met we also saw this a person who eats too much cannot become a yogi who eats too less also cannot become a yogi yuktahara viharasya yukta cheshtasya karmasu yukta svapnavabodhasya yogo bhavati dukkha so we saw in the last verse it is explained extravagance in the matter of eating mating sleeping and defending it can block one spiritual advancement so this is very important eating mating ahar nidra bhay mathunam defense so these things are impo- these things are important but extravagance in the matter of eating sleeping defending if we uh, try to protect ourselves too much oh let us have so much of bank balance and this thing and too much of defending then it will spoil our spiritual advancement there is no dependence on god if we eat too much senses become very very powerful and they drag mind and intelligence like anything towards suffering so eating should be regulated it is very very important sleeping should be regulated so when a person is regulated in these activities then he can make advancement so this regulation also we saw how it is very very important for a yogi to be regulated and uh, as you can see it is highlighted above because the yogi is regulated he is regulated in all his work speech sleep wakefulness and all other bodily activities there is no material misery for him So if a person wants to avoid material miseries he simply has to be very very regulated so the demands of the body if they are undermet or they are overmet both are the cause of trouble as i explained before shri prabhupada explains that if a person eats too much he will get diabetes and if he eats too less he will get tuberculosis so either things Uh, are not good overeating or undereating so that is why regulation yuktahara viharasya yukta cheshtasya karmasu regulation is very very important when a person is regulated in his work so that is why many times people ask that prabhu i am chanting 16 rounds and following other things but uh, uh, still there is misery in life so to get rid of miseries devotional service is not required and the aim of devotional service is not to make the material misery zero material miseries can become very easily zero by devotional service but devotional service is meant for something beyond it is to take us to a stage of positive unlimited transcendental happiness samadhi otherwise material to remove eliminate material miseries simply sattva guna is sufficient if a person is sattvic sattvic means regulated so if there is regulation in our work are we working in a regulated manner do we start our work at a fixed time finish our work in a fixed time work limited number of hours limited number of days that is called regulation of work 
I work as per my plan, not as per uh, how my mind drags me into work. As if I work, as if I am obliged to do the work. I am not attached to the results of my work. This is called regulated work, working in the service of Krishna. If you do, then you get positive happiness. Otherwise, also if you do regulated work and you don't get attached, you renounce the results of your work. Immediately, Lord Krishna mentions. He has mentioned in so many places. We have been seeing. This is the first instruction: give up the result of work. Give up the result of work. Sarv karma phalatyagat tyaga shantir anantaram. People want shanti by accumulating the result of work. That is stealing. Sarv karma phalatyagaha tyagat shantim anantaram. Antar means interval. Anantaram means without any interval. Continuous peace is there when a person renounces the results of his work. Automatically, a person becomes peaceful. So these are the laws of nature. You break the laws of nature. Mental disturbance. You follow these things, then there is immediately peace of mind. So, if there is regulation in person's work, he is very disciplined in his work. He works as if he is obliged to do the work and not attached to the results of the work. He gives up the result. Simply, this thing will make a person peaceful. And what to speak of if he works for Krishna or he offers the result of work for Krishna? Similarly, regulation in speech. Sometimes we speak too much. That becomes cause of disturbance for others and for ourselves. Sometimes we don't speak at all. Sleeping too much, sleeping very less, both will give disease. Wakefulness, uh, too much or too little, same thing. Both are the causes of disturbance. And all bodily activities, a person should be regulated. So this is called civilization. Civilization means civilization should be peaceful. So there is no possibility of peace without regulation. Now everyone is agitated. And Vedvyas already predicted, manda sumanda mataya manda bhagya hi upadrutaha. Upadruta means always in anxiety. People in Kali Yuga would be very very anxious. Anyway, material world is miserable, but they are expert to make it more miserable <laughs> by losing all the regulations. Whenever whatever we wish, we are trying to do. So that is that will not make us happy. And now all these things people are studying and they are doing research and they are getting Nobel Prize. Oh no no no! There is one clock, biological clock, in every cell, and uh, that clock gives the direction to the cell when to do a particular work. That clock follows the motion of the sun. So that is why our bodily activity should be regulated. There is a proper time to sleep. The cell is optimized. Every cell in our body is optimized to work in that fashion. If we make artificial lights, night time is for sleep. If there are no lights, people have to sleep. If there is no electricity, people have to sleep. But we have invented these artificial things, and thus breaking the biological cell, which cycle, biological clock, which every cell has. So now people are realizing we have to be very disciplined. Without discipline, there is no question of happiness. Discipline, regulation is important. And to be very, very disciplined, a person has to be a disciple. He has to accept somebody as his authority. Then he can be regulated. So that is by sleeping on time, sleeping sufficient hours, getting up on time, neither underdoing nor overdoing is important for material happiness. So we have to follow positive principles. We have to do chanting. We have to do reading. We have to do hearing, and other things, and follow regulations also. Then yoga bhavati dukkha. It is so important. That is why Krishna has dedicated two shlokas for this thing. Positive practices of yoga, along with regulated lifestyle, is very, very important. Now, 
when a person engages in practice of yoga system and he follows these regulations then what happens then lord krishna is explaining yada viniyatam chittam atmanyeva vatishthate nisprihah sarva kamebhyo yukta iti ucchate tada When the yogi, by practice of yoga, yoga sevaya, disciplines his mental activities and becomes situated in transcendence, devoid of all material desires, he is said to have attained yoga. So when a person is said to have attained yoga, so yoga means to connect with God. When do we understand that a person has established this connection with God? when by practice of yoga one disciplines his mental activities so again discipline word is used and become situated in transcendence devoid of all material desires so person can be absorbed in the bodily platform and get carried away by the gross desires or he can be absorbed on the mental platform intellectual platform and then spiritual or transcendental platform so to raise yourself to the transcendental platform one needs certain discipline and discipline is required regulation discipline tapasya in life is required that everyone does and uh, whether it be a student student has to follow some particular discipline he has to study these many subjects and gain some kind of expertise under an expert coach or teachers then he will get some siddhi siddhi is material perfection nothing else now we are talking we are sitting miles apart thousands of miles away people are uh, there hearing from other countries also so how you are hearing from some other country and so far our voice is reaching the image is reaching this is siddhi siddhi is material perfection so behind this lot of tapasya has gone lot of discipline rigor they have undertaken so this discipline is important for any siddhi any kind of material happiness or success and not just students even uh, sports person they also have to follow rigorous discipline simply just to learn the discipline of a racket you know they spend so much time they also have to sleep on time get up on time eat few things avoid few things they have to be very regulated in their eating they have to be very very regulated in their every activity coach will tell don't watch television you'll get neck sprain and your performance may get disturbed wear certain kind of shoes certain kind of socks certain kind of dress everything matters if you want to attain something what is success for them maybe medal in some olympics or commonwealth or some international event that is their success that is the happiness that they want so to attain this happiness of a gold medal they undergo rigorous discipline of racket they simply know the art of controlling the racket somebody is learning the art of controlling the bat somebody is learning the art of controlling the electrons you know everyone is trying to control control is very important without controlling matter material nature you cannot gain uh, any happiness we are helplessly being pushed by the matter so people want to control matter and by controlling they want to attain certain kind of happiness however all these kinds of happiness are not going to satisfy us so yogi is also engaged in controlling but what is the difference between control of yogi and control of a materialist 
Srila Prabhupada explains in the purport. The activities of the yogi are distinguished from those of an ordinary person by his characteristic cessation from all kinds of material desires, of which sex is the chief. So a yogi and a materialist, externally they may appear to be doing the same disciplinary actions or tapasya. But how can we distinguish between a yogi? Yes, if somebody is ashtang yogi sitting there on the top of mountain, we can understand. But a bhakti yogi, a karma yogi, he may work just like an ordinary materialist. And just like Arjuna is fighting like any other materialist fighter, but he's executing yoga in that fighting. So how we can understand somebody is doing yoga or materialism? So that is distinguished by characteristic cessation from all kinds of material desires. So the difference is the yogi wants to control, wants to put cessation and end to all the material desires. And a materialist wants to increase material desires. They think by enjoying some material desires, fulfilling those desires, I'll become happy. And the chief of all material desires is sex. So actually the world is nothing but sex and working hard to get sex. That's it. You remove the sex and there is no motivation in this world. And a yogi, he wants to control material desires of his sex is the chief. So this is the purpose of entire Vedic knowledge. Whatever we have, how to make this sex life zero. This nobody will tell. No yogi will tell. No spiritualist will tell. Because their shops will close. Everyone in this world is fond of sex. If they think, oh, my, this life is going to become zero. So then I will not go. But however, uh, with an open mind, with an intelligent mind, if we analyze what is this sex desire, which is making people so mad and people think they will become so happy by enjoying it. So this is a great madness. Those who are enjoying, you see their life. And if we also have experience of some enjoyment, we can also see from our experience. And uh, Srimad Bhagavatam describes small boy Prahlad Maharaj is describing the nature of sex. How small boy is describing five years old? So that is why knowledge is not the subject matter of age. If a person is sitting for 10 years in the same class, we will not tell who oh, is most wise. Why? Because 10 years he has been in the same class. No. <laughs> so knowledge is gained by hearing from perfect authorities who have got knowledge. So although Prahlad Maharaj is five years old, he got knowledge from Narad Muni, his spiritual master. So Narad Muni defined very beautifully and Prahlad uh, Maharaj repeats, the sex desire is like itching sensation. The more you enjoy, the itching increases. And the more you scratch it, it further increases. And then the person becomes very, very disturbed. He finds no means to satisfy and no sufficient chemicals and bodily strength or situations to satisfy. And then he is always agitated and disturbed how to do it. And thus so many crimes people commit. Durapurena kamena mohena chabaliyasa. Durapurena kamena. This kama, sex life, Durapurena, very, very difficult to satisfy. It is not satisfied at all. The more you enjoy, the more it increases. And then a person is completely bewildered.
so that is why marriage is not people think oh sex why we are telling like that marriage is a vedic culture and people think marriage is for enjoying sex pleasure no it is the other way around marriage is to stop sex life because if there is no marriage then there is unrestricted sex there is no responsibility and then people would waste their uh they will spoil the entire society so that is why this marriage is there why because you have to take responsibility and there is regulation a person has got limitation now only with this person i can enjoy so this marriage is a way in all the religions to regulate the sex life otherwise illicit sex like animals entire life person is looking for partners like it happens in mumbai we see it is very very common or in western countries central so entire life he has become 60 years old and then he is uh, or she is marrying second time third time is this the time to marry so entire life person has become old but he will be looking for sex partner but if there is marriage then the person is regulated fixed then he can focus now what to do now follow spiritual life so that is why dharma artha kama moksha this is what the vedas recommend so this is very strong pull in human body or all the living all the bodies so in order to regulate this thing the vedas mention vedas know it is not possible to control so first of all dharma so these are the four purusharthas endeavors which are mentioned in the vedas the regular process of salvation first of all a person has to follow dharma dharma means religion and by following dharma what will happen artha person can get resources without following dharma if a person wants to make money that money will cause unlimited problems to the person and when a person follows dharma then automatically all the resources material resources will be given to him uh, in a legal way he will not suffer for it money can be amassed by any way but if you work in a legitimate way that money can be kept with you otherwise money will be taken away person will be put into jail also so without dharma if people directly go for economic development we can see what is happening in the world today more and more stress all the disorders in the climate in person's life mind everywhere will happen so if we follow dharma there would be natural prosperity and a person will not be implicated in more suffering so follow dharma laws some codes of conduct and then you will get automatically all the resources for enjoyment that is called artha and after getting resources for enjoyment what are we supposed to do then you enjoy that is called kama third level kama is lusty desires desire to enjoy the material senses sex is the chief but any material desire is called lust or kama then you enjoy the senses and what will happen once you have indulged yourself in sense enjoyment the natural result will be dissatisfaction as lord krishna has mentioned previously dukha yonaya evate the more you go out of regulation discipline in your life and uh, the more you try to enjoy indulge in any enjoyment which is not required for keeping body and soul together it only creates misery and dissatisfaction so that is why the four stages mentioned moksha moksha means liberation stopping all the material enjoyment so people naturally in a civilized society would follow this thing although the ultimate aim is liberation but uh people are not so intelligent to think of it in that manner that is why this gradual process is mentioned first of all you follow dharma be re- religious and then after dharma following the codes of conduct you get economic resources automatically 
And by those resources, you can try to satisfy your desires, whatever you think will satisfy you. And you will realize, no, 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 satisfaction is not there. I'm getting more and more dissatisfied by increasing my enjoyment. So there is a very beautiful uh, example also, historical example of Maharaj Yayati. All the Greek rulers, they were actually, uh, they had migrated from India. And uh, that is why you see many, many similarities in the culture and in the names of the their gods, Greek gods and everything. It matches very much with the Vedic understanding. And even many, many terms are also seen in Iran and all those places you see the culture, the way they follow. So Maharaj Yati was their father and uh, the rulers of the Middle East who migrated from India. And Maharaj Yayati, uh, somehow he got cursed that untimely he became very, very old. And Maharaj Yayati, uh, then he was repenting and his wife's father only cursed him. Now wife also is saying, oh, my husband has become very old. So naturally the father-in-law took some pity. And he told, okay, in one condition. So now it has gone. The curse I have given to you. Uh, so this is called destiny. Something which is fixed, we cannot avoid. But yes, there are some laws. Family members can share it. Any good activity you do or bad activity you do. The result is shared by the family members. So he told if uh, now this curse I have given, nothing can be done. But one remedy can be done. If your son agrees, you have four sons, any son agrees, then you can take his youthhood and he will become old. So then um, this Maharaj Yayati was so much greedy for sexual enjoyment that he requested his sons shamelessly. They were all young, much younger. They are supposed to enjoy. But then he's telling Maharaj Yayati, uh, no, uh, I want to enjoy and he is requesting his sons that please uh, try to take my old age. I am not satisfied. I want to enjoy life. And the son in the Vedic culture is supposed to follow the father as it is without any question. But somehow the sons disagreed. So that is why he was dissatisfied with them. One was Maharaj Yadu also. Maharaj Yadu did not follow his father's instruction because he was devotee of Krishna. He was knowing, no, if I become old, it would be difficult uh, for Krishna to execute his plan. Krishna will come in my vansha. So I have to produce children. I cannot become old now. So for devotional service, a person can disobey, but not otherwise. So one son agreed. And then Maharaj Yayati, again, he became very young. And then he started enjoying. But then even after he was blessed with a very, very long life, he lived for a thousand more years or like that. But even after that, he was dissatisfied. So then he expresses wonderful prayers in Bhagavatam that what is this sex life? I made my son old, but still I'm not satisfied. So uh, that is why uh, Brahmachari means try to control the sex urge, first ashram. And then it is allowed, Grahastashram, if you cannot control. And then Vanaprastha. Vanaprastha means again stop. So sex life in the Vedic culture also is allowed only for around 25 years. When the body is stout and strong, you should stop it and leave the house and you can be with your wife, but both of them should be in jungle or on pilgrimage. And without any sexual indulgence, they should try to engage in spiritual life in the service of Krishna. And then finally, sannyas. 
So this is how the Vedic life is designed. So it is, uh, it may be difficult for some of us to digest that how we are telling it is impractical. No, it is very much practical. People have been doing it. Rather, uh, this is impractical, trying to enjoy in this material world. There would never be satiation of the desires. So that is why intelligent person by proper guidance, he tries to regulate this desire. So this is the difference between a yogi and uh, a materialist. External activities may be the same. He is doing the same job. He is working in the same way, working on the same system. But the objective is different. His consciousness is different. His results are being given to different cause. One is giving up all results for spiritual cause. Another person is enjoying keeping all the results for his personal enjoyment. So one increases his sex desire. Another person reduces his sex desire. So a perfect yogi is so well disciplined in the activities of the mind that he can no longer be disturbed by any kind of material desires. So this is very, very important. So yes, I need to control, but not the racket, not the bat, not the electrons. I need to control my mind. This is very important. Human life is meant for this. Animal species, other species, they cannot control. Fish, rats, birds, insects, reptiles. But there's one thing, one kind of energy which we are supposed to control now. And what is that control? People have controlled kingdoms. People have controlled countries. But they have not been able to control the mind. So if somebody can control the mind, perfect yogi so well disciplined in the activities of the mind that he can no longer be disturbed by any kinds of material desire. So of course it is tough. Any path is tough. Any kind of material enjoyment you want. Either you have to study very hard, do very hard research, train yourself physically if you are an athlete or in any way hard work is there always. And that hard work if guided by a proper coach person becomes successful in respective field. But human life is meant to attain an extraordinary happiness which cannot be attained by enjoyment of all of the senses. That is called the pleasure of Samadhi. And that stage can be attained by rigorous control of the mind by fixing the mind on super self within the heart. So this is very, very tough. We all know how tough it is to control the mind. That is why mind is disturbed by anything. Somebody said something uh, pretty, mind will become very, very happy, again agitated. Somebody has criticized something, mind again becomes disturbed. Something I could not attain, I desired, mind becomes disturbed. Any kind of, so that is why leave the place of disturbance, go to a silent place, not possible in city or village. And then the sex desire, it disturbs the mind like anything. That is why brahmacharya. So controlling the mind is difficult. You have to control all the desires of the body. And thus practice pranayam, breath should be controlled. I should not watch anything. All these things uh, uh, Ashtang Yogi has to follow. But this perfectional stage can of trans, transcendence can automatically be attained by persons in Krishna consciousness as it is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So for Krishna conscious persons, this stage comes automatically by engaging in regular duties, regular affairs. He need not go and leave anywhere and uh, do anything else. Even grahasthas, those people who are engaging in sexual affairs, they also can attain perfection. And uh, what does Srimad Bhagavatam state? These are the series of very beautiful shlokas. So the shlokas are very, very powerful, Prabhupada mentions. Even if a person does not understand the meaning, 
simply by hearing these shlokas very nicely chanting these shlokas person becomes advanced in spiritual life mind becomes very very purified so that is why towards the end of bhagavad gita there is pronunciation guide so all of you should spend some time you spend 2 3 hours in that you will also become very expert in reading shlokas you cannot read from long devanagari things that is difficult for most of the people so from english diacritics you can very easily read so if you can read chant properly you can hear properly then there is a very uh, nice advancement lot of purification of the mind so shrimad bhagavatam mentions savaimana krishna padaravindayor vachansi vaikuntha gunanu varnane karau hare mandir marjanadishu shrutim chakara chit satkatho daye mukund lingalay darshane drishau श्लोक even if you do not understand the meaning there is tremendous cleansing of mind and if we understand the meaning we can meditate upon the meaning then there is remembrance of krishna so these shlokas are describing the activities of a very great king who was ruling on the planet on this planet which is having seven islands saptadvipa so it is already mentioned saptadvip seven islands so uh, uh, people were not knowing and the geography was not uh, so advanced and gradually they went they traveled they figured oh this is also an island that is also a place they were not uh, able to explore the earth but bhagavatam 5000 years ago it is mentioning already that lakhs of years ago this king was ruling on the planet having seven islands and what this king was doing he was so powerful he was ruling on all the seven islands seven continents so this king must be very busy yes he was definitely busy but busy in what savai manah krishna padar vindayor king amrish first of all engaged his mind on the lotus feet of lord krishna then one after another he engaged his words in describing the transcendental qualities of the lord his hands in mopping the temple of the lord karau means hands harir mandir marjanadishu so although he is king but his hands are engaged in cleansing cleaning the temple of the lord mopping the temple of the lord his ears hearing the activities of the lord his eyes in seeing the transcendental forms of the lord his body in touching the bodies of the devotees tat bhritya bhritya means servant bhritya gatra sparshe ang sangamam his sense of smell granam chatat pad saroj saurabh in smelling the scents of the lotus flower offered to the lord his tongue in tasting the tulsi leaf offered at the lotus feet of the lord his legs in going to places of pilgrimage and, and the temple of the lord his head in offering obeisances to the lord and his desires in executing the mission of the lord all these transcendental activities are quite befitting a pure devotee so people ask that krishna he came recently no so how can we tell that uh, krishna is god and uh, you are worshiping krishna but before krishna appeared before dwapar yuga whom were krishna worship whom were people worshiping 
so here you can see it is not that krishna uh, worship started after dwapar yuga krishna worship was there in satyuga also lakhs of years before dwapar yuga that is why the word here used in satyuga Am amrish maharaj was meditating on krishna padaravindayor the lotus feet of krishna similarly prahlad maharaj who also was in satyuga he is telling the same word matir na krishne parto swatova matir krishna mati krishna consciousness is not possible for these people he is describing but he is using the word krishna mati so krishna the knowledge of krishna was known to very exalted people so krishna is an eternal personality but he appears he becomes visible in dwapar yuga and then he disappears there is no birth or death for krishna some people tell no i believe in bhagavad gita but you know nobody is beyond karma krishna also had to die he is under control of laws of karma foolish people don't read bhagavad gita krishna is telling name karmani limpanti name karma phale spriha namam karmani limpanti i am not entangled by karma name karma phale spriha i don't want the results of my karmas also iti maam yo abhijanati karma bhirna sapadyate one who understands this fact about me that i am not controlled by any laws i am the controller of laws he is also free from all the laws he becomes freed completely from the control of entire material nature all the forces so krishna is an eternal personality some people tell no no vedas don't mention this is from bhagavatam this is puran there is no difference between veda puranas are explanations of vedic principles only however in vedas also krishna is mentioned just like this hari krishna mahamantra it is from yajurved krishna yajurved it is from upanishad kali santran upanishad hari krishna hari krishna 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 hari 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 ram hari ram 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 hari hari so again krishna word is coming and it is mentioned in so many all the vedas it is mentioned but yes it is a fact krishna's name is mentioned less it does not mean that krishna is not supreme just like basic mathematics 1 plus 1 tables 2 is a 2 2 is a 4 it is so many books you will find because every child has to undergo this education but higher mathematics newton leibniz theorem not many people would read not many books on that and as you go higher the publication reduces some books of mathematics only you will find in isc mit or iits not every person will go through them so those books will be very very less those theorems very less people would have heard it does not mean that theorem is less important rather it is most important so the confidential things are very less mentioned that is why it is told vedeshu durlabham krishna is difficult to be found in the vedas because not everyone can understand krishna so krishna is mentioned in the vedas but less vishnu is easily mentioned understanding of vishnu is relatively easy who is also another form of expansion of krishna but the original form is not known however we see even in satyuga the devotees know the eternality of krishna and thus amrish maharaj was meditating on the lotus feet of krishna krishna padaravindayor so this transcendental stage may be inexpressible subjectively by the followers of impersonalist path but it becomes very easy and practical for a person in krishna consciousness as is apparent in the above description of the engagements of maharaj ambrish so if you ask a yogi impersonalist who has no proper understanding of form of god then it will be very difficult for him to describe the stage of samadhi to express what is this samadhi however a personalist can very easily describe what is samadhi 
when mind is engaged mana krishna padara vindayor mind is always engaged in thinking of the lotus feet of krishna vachansi vaikuntha gunanu varnane so a krishna conscious devotee is absorbed in a, a different samadhi so samadhi means when a person's mind is completely fixed upon krishna so mind can be fixed in two ways there are impersonalist and personalists both of them reach samadhi and impersonalist samadhi is uh, is not very perfect because he is so much disturbed just like if somebody tells you you have to focus on this point we have to focus on reading something then we have to avoid all disturbances we have to shut the doors and windows sometimes if sound is very low is very loud we have to put off our phones there is disturbance avoid all kinds of disturbances then a person can focus very nicely a body body has to be fit mind has to be cool calm then a person can focus on a subject matter but when there is let's say we are watching some movie we are watching some cricket match so there is no need of you know shutting down other things person is automatically captured by that automatically in samadhi why because there is taste for that so when there is taste for something automatically focusing on that thing becomes easy so a person has to leave everything and go to jungle and sit down there follow tapasa brahmacharyana and all the difficult things when he has no love and attraction for krishna so that is why he has to control his breath also he has to become perfectly free from all diseases that is why he does pranayam he does asanas body should be completely free from diseases mind should be very very peaceful so he has to he has to adjust all the external things i should not watch anything even eating should be stopped i should not move also because if i move i walk mind becomes disturbed sit down keep on sitting for many many thousands of years in that way he reaches samadhi and there is little disturbance sometimes as uh, vishwamitra samapsara came and then finished after that but then a devotee devotee is following the advanced process of samadhi he learns the art of developing attachment to krishna so we have understood samadhi means in the previous shlokas we saw meditating upon krishna and the aim of samadhi is mat sanstham adigachati to attain the sanstha not to merge into krishna to attain to the kingdom of krishna to go to the spiritual world so focusing on krishna is samadhi now to attain this a person can without love try to see the form of krishna within the heart so because there is no love a person has to avoid all the external disturbances so that he can focus but a devotee uh, simply by always chanting about krishna simply by engaging his senses in the service of krishna he is very easily able to fix his mind always upon krishna and this is very easy practice to attain the stage of samadhi but however this process is not easy finding such a spiritual master a coach who can train the disciple in such process is not very easy but if somebody can do that it is very very simple and uh, a person because he develops attraction for krishna even though there is disease in the body even though there is some disturbance in the mind or the surroundings are not good a person can still remain always in samadhi but as it is highlighted here unless the mind is fixed on the lotus feet of the lord by constant remembrance such transcendental engagements are not practical so the mind has to be fixed in the lotus feet of krishna in the devotional service of the lord therefore these prescribed activities are called archana or engaging all the senses in the service of the lord the senses and the mind require engagements simply abnegation or stopping the activities is not practical
therefore for people in general especially those who are not in the renounced order of life not everyone can take sanyas kalyuga especially it is prohibited so transcendental engagement of the senses and mind as described above is the perfect process for transcendental achievement which is called yukta in the bhagavad gita so therefore in kalyuga especially and when this yoga process which is being described here is not practical a person has to engage himself in same activities what maharaj ambrish was doing the king of the whole world granam chatat pada saroj saurabhe he is he will offer flowers to the lotus feet of krishna and then his sense of smell is engaged in smelling those flowers need not control the senses artificially you want to smell various scents you uh, smell the scent of the flowers offered to lotus feet of krishna you want to see various things see the form of krishna you want to eat something tasty offer the food which is offered to krishna you want to go to various places want to see new places go to dham the place where krishna lives use your legs harek kshetra padanu sarpane you use your legs to reach harikshetra the temples of the lord or the transcendental dham where lord has done his past times so in this way all the activities of the senses should be for that is why archana archana means deity worship is very much required for this age and especially for the householders where contamination is great so when we install a deity in our house so simply by this deity worship a person can very easily reach this stage of samadhi constant remembrance in the lotus feet of krishna and then what happens yatha deepo nivatastho nengate sopuma smrita yogino yat chittasya yunjato yogamatmanah as a lamp in windless place does not waver so the transcendentalist whose mind is controlled remains always steady in his meditation on the transcendent self lamp in a windless windless place will not shake similarly yoga means not sometimes thinking of krishna and sometimes i am thinking of some other thing no always remain steady in his meditation on transcendent self so meditation lasting for 2 hours 3 hours such a person can not be said to be in samadhi samadhi means 24 hours when there is unbroken meditation that is called samadhi so perfect yogi means even for a moment he will not forget the lotus feet of krishna that is called samadhi and then what happens yatro paramate chittam niruddham yoga sevaya yatra chayavatmanatmanam pash pashyanatmanitushthati tushyati sukham atyantikam yat tad buddhi grahyam atindriyam veti yatra na chayavayam sitas chalati tatvatah yam ladbha chaparam labham manyate nadikam tatah yasmin sito na dukhena guruna api vichalyate tam vidya dukh sanyoga viyogam yoga sangitam so we all want dukh sanyog viyog we all want freedom from the misery which is coming from material contact we want to solve the problems of life so when a person can solve the problems of life this is the solution the miseries of life cannot be solved by doing any kind of material achievement but by following this process what is the process by reaching the stage of trans samadhi the stage of perfection is called trans or samadhi when one's mind is completely restrained from material mental activities by practice of yoga this is characterized by one's ability to see the self by the pure mind and able to relish and rejoice in the self 
so a person will be able to see the self now we are theoretically understanding that i am not the body but a person will be able to see the self and the super self soul and the super soul we will be able to see ourselves in that joyous state one is situated in boundless transcendental happiness and enjoys himself through transcendental senses established thus one never departs from the truth and upon gaining this he thinks there is no greater gain being situated in such a position one is never shaken yasmin sthitona dukhena guru napi vichalyate even in the midst of greatest difficulty this indeed is actual freedom from all miseries arising from material contact so this is the technology we have to learn this is the discipline we have to learn we have to regulate our mind mental activities under proper guidance of an expert pure devotee spiritual master and by that guidance when the mind intelligence is cleansed a person can see his own self and then see super self krishna and reach a joyous state of unbounded transcendental happiness and a person enjoys through transcendental senses it is not that oh this is very boring simply zero state no it is not zero state there is positive pleasure but through spiritual senses not through these material senses and unless a person reaches this platform he can any time forget the truth but once a person reaches samadhi then one never departs from truth and upon gaining this he thinks there is no greater gain in life here whatever we gain in the material world we think oh something is missing what is missing what should i do next i should earn more money or i should do charity give up all my money but when a person attains this stage he thinks there is no greater gain in life being situated in such a position one is never shaken even in the midst of greatest difficulty this indeed is actual freedom then even though there may be very great difficulty in life there could be accident death of a dear relative dear most person or anything a person is never going to be shaken just like maharaj amri's description is there in bhagavatam although he was having so much opulence and so much opulence blocks usually the process of spiritual advancement person starts enjoying here the temporary facilities but uh, he was not disturbed at all why because he was understanding as a dream like situation so a yogi perfectly understands this material world as a temporary situation dream like situation so he is not disturbed calamity is temporary success is temporary i will continue taking birth and death so that as that is why that is why i should focus on stopping this perpetual death disease and old age and this happiness and distress it comes and goes i should not bother about it and he is relishing such high grade unlimited happiness that he is never shaken whatever difficulty can occur in life so this is the solution of all miseries arising from material contact so human life that is why it is meant for attaining this stage of samadhi then it is success there is no other purpose of human life but to attain this platform so arjuna was in difficulty and he was thinking if i do not fight this war i'll become happy if i can save my relatives i'll be happy so krishna told arjuna please do not think anything will make you happy but only by reaching the stage of samadhi you can be completely happy so how we can do this reach the stage of samadhi so the process of archana dt worship is important but even uh, to reach samadhi by doing dt worship it is not possible in kaliyuga so dt worship is required but then ultimately what will take us to samadhi 
So Prabhupada mentions in this purport also, it is little long, so you can read on your own. So I will explain in short. So very beautiful two shlokas Prabhupada mentions, uh, two uh, explanations Prabhupada mentions. So please hear very, very carefully, very, very carefully. So now we are going to discuss a very practical thing which is recommended in the Vedas to reach Samadhi. Even a neophyte who is not at all trained, whose senses are very loose and hopeless situation, he also can attain perfection. How we can do this? Please hear carefully. This is from Nectar of Instruction, Text 8, Purport. So I recommended all of you to read Nectar of Instruction. I hope you would have read. And please hear this carefully. It's from Text 8. In the neophyte state, one should always engage in hearing Krishna Katha. Neophyte means beginning stages. One should always engage in hearing Krishna Katha. This is called Shravana Dasha, the stage of hearing. So this is the first stage. A person hears, hears, hears constantly as much as possible. So whenever possible, not that only Wednesday, Saturday or in the evening Bhakti Vraksha sessions, I should discuss Bhagavad Gita. Apart from the evening time of sessions and RDU discussions, as far as possible, you are doing any work, any activity. Now we are all at home. We are cleaning the house. We are doing the dishes. We are ironing the clothes. We are doing anything X, Y, Z. If it is possible, play Prabhupada's lecture and keep on doing your activities. Or just like people get up to smoke in between the work, get up and hear five minutes lecture. So throughout the day, as much as possible, we should try to hear, hear, hear. This is called hearing stage. By constantly hearing the transcendental holy name of Krishna and hearing of his transcendental form, qualities and pastimes, one can attain to the stage of acceptance called Varanadasha. So initially when we hear there are so many doubts. Doubts are there because piety is not there. Sinful activities of the past life, they create doubt. So when we become pious by hearing, hearing, hearing constantly, so hearing constantly the signs of Krishna, Krishna's pastime is not possible. Krishna's name is possible. That is also not different. So whatever work we are doing, if we can practice while working on the computer, I can be chanting and hearing also just like people keep on singing song or keep on hearing song and they write exams also by hearing songs. They are able to read only when they are listening songs. This is the practice that materialists do. So if we can have such practice that by constantly chanting Hare Krishna mantra, I can do my work also, then that is very nice. So by constantly chanting, what happens of the name of Krishna, pastimes of Krishna, form, activities of Krishna, one attains to the stage of acceptance called Varan Dasha. Varan means then acceptance comes. Then the intelligence clears up, the senses become controlled, and then the person is able to accept, oh yes, this is fact. I'm able to understand now. So this faith, this logics to develop, spiritual logics, takes time. How much a person is applying himself to constant hearing, it depends in that proportion he will advance to Varanadasha. When one attains this stage, he becomes attached to the hearing of Krishna Katha, then voluntarily would be waiting. Oh, when can I hear more? As soon as there is opportunity, we would like to hear. Varandasha. Person becomes attached. When one is able to chant in ecstasy, then uh, when a person is attached, then slowly he will reach ecstasy. When one is able to chant in ecstasy, he attains the stage of smaranavastha, the stage of remembering. So we have to remember Krishna always, we have seen here. This is the most confidential part 
of yoga man mana bhav mat bhakto constant thinking remembrance of krishna but how this remembrance will come it is by constantly hearing 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 then remembrance will come when a person is able to get ecstasy unless a person is feeling ecstatic while chanting remembrance is not possible artificially a person tries to focus on krishna think on krishna he will not he or she will not be able to continue so by constantly chanting hearing chanting hearing what happens when one is able to chant in ecstasy he attains the stage of smaranavastha all this happens automatically <clears throat> the stage of remembering recollection absorption meditation constant remembrance and trance what we have seen here are five items of progressive krishna smaran so krishna smaran the remembrance also has five items at first remembrance of krishna may be interrupted at intervals so uh, you are remembering you forget then you remember then you forget krishna but later remembrance proceeds uninterrupted when remembrance remembrance is uninterrupted it becomes concentrated and is called meditation sometimes you are thinking of something and sometimes you are lost in thinking of that thing so it becomes concentrated the remembrance and that is called meditation concentrated remembrance of anything of krishna is called meditation and when meditation expands means you are not just thinking but concentrated uh, thinking moment after moment that is called expansion of meditation when meditation expands and becomes constant it is called anusmriti so all these technical stages are explained by uninterrupted and unceasing anusmriti one enters the stage of samadhi or spiritual trance so by uninterrupted unceasing anusmriti constant remembrance one enters the stage of samadhi or spiritual trance after smaran dasha or samadhi has fully developed so when samadhi has fully developed the soul comes to understand his original constitutional position at that time he can perfectly and clearly understand his eternal relationship with krishna that is called sampatti dasha the perfection of life so when we will fully understand our position uh, so there is no technical way to prove that you are soul part and parcel of krishna living within this body just like a sleeping man in dream cannot technically prove that this dream is dream and he is not he doesn't belong to that world he has to wake up only so we have to wake up by hearing 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 constantly alarm is there then a person wakes wakes up so we have to practice that is why satatam kirtayantu maam always keep on chanting hearing chanting hearing and by this chanting and hearing automatically uh, logics will become clear mind will become clear varan dasha will come and by that if a person continues then he enters into smaranavastha he becomes he is able to chant in ecstasy and he is able to remember krishna and this remembrance increases the interruptions are gone it becomes concentrated meditation and when the meditation expands it is called anusmriti when anusmriti expands and seizing anusmriti that is called samadhi and when samadhi is fully developed then a person is able to understand his position so people think mukti or samadhi it means going and merging in krishna no so bhagavatam describes mukti hitva anyatha rupena swarupena vyavasthitihi mukti hitva hitva means to give up anyatha rupena mukti means to give up your material designations स्वरूपेण व्यवस्थिति 
and be established in your own identity the soul has identity name form and relation with krishna so swarupena become established revive your original position that is called mukti not going and merging somewhere this is described in patanjali yoga sutra also so we should give up this concept what misconception is there in the society mukti means going and merging somewhere that is very basic mukti and that is not at all real mukti so that is why in patanjali yoga sutra also it is described you can read the purport how patanjali is also describing so this knowledge of our constitutional position that is actually called mukti so we can attain this stage uh, by doing dt worship and along with dt worship dt worship enhances the process of cleansing of mind enhances our chanting but it is a chanting process that will take us to this stage of trance so that is why arjuna rejects this process here and then krishna tells don't worry you are already always engaged in my remembrance so you are the best of the all best of all yogis so that is why please don't think this chanting hearing is an ordinary thing just keep on chanting hearing always constantly with great attention and then we will attain all these stages successfully we will get attached to chanting we will get ecstasy remembrance and then we should aspire to reach samadhi and develop our position so human life is meant to attain this platform and then we experience a happiness which we have never experienced by watching anything hearing anything tasting anything touching anything ati indriyam ati indriya which is beyond the senses and when